0: you wondered about living elsewhere after you retire? Well, we have almost daily. As you know, it is not an overnight decision. Hi, this is Gil and Jean of Retire There, a podcast about places to consider living in during your retirement. Hey, guess what, folks? I retired.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: This July 2021. I'm so sorry, Gene. I wish you could join me in the freedom, but you have a few more years for that pension.
1: I don't think you're that sorry.
0: I am. Can't you tell? We embarked on searching for a new place to move for our retirement. We made a trip to Winter Park, Florida in February of 2020, came home and said, "Mm, maybe not for us. As we were planning for the next trip, the pandemic arrived. Jean then came up with this brilliant idea of doing a podcast. To find out what others are doing, with so many baby boomers retiring, many must be relocating. So why not connect with them and pick their brains? Here's a little background about us. I'm Asian, born in Brazil, and grew up in Flatbush, Brooklyn. I'm an engineer turned attorney turned podcaster. Oh man, I'm getting dizzy.
1: (laughs) Yes, you are.
0: (laughs) Thanks. I recently retired from my job practicing higher education law within a university. No more students, faculty, or staff. Whoa, this is going to be great. I love the college environment, but what do I honestly love even more? Hmm. Sleeping in, not setting an alarm, staying up all hours, binging crime. Drama and silly romantic comedies? Developing the podcast, volunteering. Okay, let me stop. More to come, people, more to come. Jane? I'm not Asian.
1: And as Gil mentioned, I'm not retired. I'm just plain tired. <laughs> I'm sorry. Born and raised in Long Island, New York, a place I've always wanted to leave. We've lived in Brooklyn, New York for many years and have been thinking about our future home. I'm a law librarian working in a court who loves his job, but we're retired by the time we select our ideal location.
0: Mm, Don't know about that.
1: (laughs) We've been speaking to folks from all around the country and world who have moved to their dream venues and more. So please stay tuned. And remember, if you know anyone who has moved anywhere for retirement, let us know.
0: Today, we will be chatting with Nancy Collimer, who relocated from Connecticut to Langhorne, Pennsylvania with her husband, Joel. Langhorne. A borough in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, is a suburb 25 miles north of Philadelphia. It attracts both young families and retirees. In the warmer months, some local retirees lure their grandchildren with the promise to take them to Langhorne's own Sesame Place, a theme and water park modeled after the popular PBS children's show Sesame Street. Sesame Place is great, but Langhorne and Bucks County also have an almost endless amount of outdoor activities. And now, a little information about our guest.
1: Nancy Colomer was born and raised in Freeport, New York. Ah, Freeport, what a wonderful place. Some people think Freeport is a special place to its waterfront restaurants, and because New Year's Eve legend Guy Lombardo lived there. But no, it's special because I was born there. <laughs> <laughs> doctor's hospital great place not there anymore any case back to Nancy she attended University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill and studied psychology. Nancy's career began at 18T as a management trainee and she later landed in corporate human resources. she spent time home with her children went back to school and got a master's in career development. she opened a small career coaching business and spent 15 years helping moms who wanted to work, On a flexible basis. In 2010, she wrote Second Act Careers and began to write, coach, and speak about semi-retirement. Nancy is still working on a flexible basis. Today, she's founder of mylifestylecareer.com. Again, she's author of Second Act Careers, 50-plus ways to profit from your passion during semi-retirement. And she's a blogger for both PBS Next Avenue, and Forbes.com. Nancy's interests include walking, cooking, and reading.
0: So Joel retired this year. Congratulations. From a long career as a technology consultant in the insurance industry, he is currently attending a program to become a master naturalist and is teaching a class about farmstead cheese for the Delaware Valley University Learning in Retirement Program. And we understand you guys just became first-time grandparents. Congratulations. All right. Welcome to Retire There, Nancy. It is such an honor to have you on our show. I've been following your work for some time now, and it was such a great coincidence that your brother is David Jarmel, who we interviewed not too long ago about his move to North Carolina. So we'd love to hear how you and Joel decided on Langhorne, Pennsylvania.
2: Happy to share that story, and thanks. It's a a delight to be here today. So how do we end up in Langhorne, Pennsylvania? There are times we look at each other and ask the same question. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So the short version of a longer story is that Joel and I lived in Old Greenwich, Connecticut for really our entire married life, and we've now been married 39 years.
0: Oh, congratulations.
2: Thank you. And we lived in a house that we loved. It was a wonderful family house in a great neighborhood, and we were very happy in Old Greenwich. But we always knew that the house itself was never going to be our forever home because it was a home that was nearly 100 years old. It wow. had three flights of stairs. It had the washer dryer in the basement, <laughs> uh, did not have central air, et cetera, et cetera. And so uh, what happened was that in March of 2020, and we all remember March of 2020 (laughs) very well, because that was when COVID hit, uh, several things happened. The first was that Joel and I were, as we like to call it, early adapters. We both came down with COVID the second week of March. Wow. Yeah. Um, And so that... Uh, needless to say, it was a, a scary experience. Thankfully, we both did okay. Uh, but it highlighted for us that, you know, you never know what tomorrow can bring. And so that happened. And then, uh, as you mentioned, Joel decided that this would be the year that he would, he was thinking about retiring. Um, and then the housing market, because we lived in Old Greenwich, right outside of New York City, it exploded. Mm -hmm. And we looked at each other and we said, you know, maybe now is the time to make a move. Uh, It would be a good time to sell the house. It's a good time for us to think about what's next. Let's go ahead and do this. So we spent a couple of months. We got the house ready for sale. Uh, Like everyone else, the house sold in 24 hours, which was delightful. But then we looked at each other and we said, okay, well, that was good. Now what? (laughs) That
0: was quick. That was really quick. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So um, we we began the process, as I'm sure many of your listeners go through, of of sort of making the list and saying what's important to us, what are we looking for? What's on our non-negotiable list? What's on our um, nice to have? But you know, we're, we're willing to uh, debate this one list. And so we started out with that. And what we did was we we basically said, okay, the most important thing to us right now is to be near our daughter and son-in-law in Hoboken. And so we drew a circle from where they lived. And we did like a two hour radius. uh, And we said, okay, where can we drive? That would be within two hours of where they are. And the nice thing about that circle was it kept us close to New York city. I have a a sister who lives in New York city, sister and uh, nieces who live in New York city. Um, We, you know, had many longtime friends still in Connecticut and So suddenly Pennsylvania in Bucks County, you know, was within our radius. And we said, well, gee, we've never thought about living in Pennsylvania. And we began to do some reading about Bucks County. And then I literally stumbled upon a wonderfully helpful calculator that was in smartasset.com all about retirement taxes. Mm. And quite frankly, that topic, while we were aware that Connecticut was not great with retirement taxes, it it wasn't a driving factor for us. But when we suddenly discovered that in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania does not tax retirement taxes and it does not tax social security. And so suddenly we went, huh, well, this is interesting. Mm. So as I said, long story short, we began to take a look at Bucks County, Uh, Joel had grown up in uh, upstate New York. His grandparents owned a dairy farm, and he always missed being around farmland. And so what we realized was Bucks County gave us very easy access to farmland. Bucks County is an interesting place. It's sort of a mix between developments and uh, yet-to-be-developed farmland. (laughs) Hmm. So it gave us the opportunity to be just a train ride outside of Manhattan, a train ride outside of Philly, We had some family in Abington, which is about a half an hour from here. And the more we began to explore, the more we said, you know what? This works for us. Let's give it a try. So we decided that we would rent, which is Mm -hmm. what we've been doing for the past year. And uh, we packed up the the house and moved here in December of 2020.
0: That's wonderful. Well, thank you for coming on the show. No. (laughs) you mentioned this smart asset calculator. Mm -hmm. Is it something that um, takes into account all of your finances? How much information do you have to share with them? Or is it just kind of um, a trial and you just, you know, figure out what's best given your variables?
2: Yeah. So it's an incredibly useful calculator um, and you don't give them very much information at all. It's not as though you sign up. It's I I have never given them my email or my information. Wow. Basically, you can go to their site and there is a tab that you can click on about retirement taxes. Mm -hmm. It brings you to a map where they, first of all, they they give an overview of all 50 states and they have the states broken up into a couple of different categories ranked from most tax-friendly to least tax-friendly. Mm-hmm. So obviously the most tax-friendly states are, are places like Florida and te- Texas where there's, you know, very little taxation going on. But you can you can look over that and then you can, on the map, you can actually click on the state that you're interested in it brings you to a calculator where you put in what you expect to be earning from Social Security, what you expect to be earning from retirement accounts, mm-hmm. any other income that you expect to have, whether you're married or single. You just plot in those three numbers and it tells you what you would owe in state tax. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a great way to compare different states. You know, we, as I said, we were looking at essentially a two-hour radius from our old home. Mm-hmm. Um, so New Jersey was a possibility. Connecticut was still a possibility. New York, um, we even considered, although it took us outside the two-hour radius, we we did take a look at New Hampshire and Vermont as well because we like New England. So um, very useful calculator. I would highly recommend it to your listeners.
0: Okay. All right, great. Thank you.
1: You you last year wrote an article called Seven Tips for Right-sizing or downsizing during the pandemic. What I know what downsizing, but what's right-sizing and what's the difference?
2: So I think downsizing is when people really um, move, let's say, from a you know five-bedroom home to a a two-bedroom apartment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right-sizing means that you're finding a new home that fits your new lifestyle. It doesn't always necessarily mean that it's going to be a dramatic shift or a dramatic dramatic decrease in your square footage. So in other words, it may be that you go from having five bedrooms to three bedrooms but a larger entertaining space that might fit your new lifestyle better than what your old needs dictated.
0: How large would you say your Connecticut home was compared to your new place?
2: Yeah. So Case in point, it's not all that much larger. Our home in Connecticut was, I believe, about 2,700 square feet. And where we're moving to is uh, a little bit over 2,300 square feet. Oh, okay. So it's not much different. Mm -hmm. Um, For us, where we think we are buying, we're actually doing an inspection tomorrow. We We are just, so your listeners understand, what happened was, we ended up renting in a 55 plus community. That was not our intention. We had, we were not moving to move to a 55 plus community. Hmm. What happened was at the point that we needed a rental, the rental market in Bucks County had exploded because there were people who had discovered that, you know, now that they were working from home, that they didn't need to live right in, Philadelphia or right in New York City. And Bucks County gave them the opportunity to have more space to be around a more rural area and yet have the occasional access to the cities. So the rental market around here was crazy. And we, you know, we had visions, sort of our plan was that we were hoping to rent a cute cottage on a farm somewhere <laughs> with a lovely view of the stream and the, the horses. <laughs> and, you know, all I can tell you was it was a great fantasy, but it didn't come to fruition. Okay. And so, as we looked at different rentals, we were pretty, quite frankly, horrified by what we were seeing. <laughs> and of course, the clock was ticking and we needed to move out of our house. And then we happened to see this very attractive looking unit that was in a 55 plus community. And we both looked at each other and we said, a 55 plus community? You know, we're not, (laughs) we don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. But we were sort of desperate at that point. Mm -hmm. So we came and we looked at the unit and we said, wow, this is actually really nice space. It'll only be for a year. Mm -hmm. Let's just do it. Let's rent this and it'll be okay. What we discovered was, first of all, the space in these particular units is really great for our lifestyle. We've ended up with three bedrooms, three full baths. It's pretty big. Yeah, which is great for having guests come visit.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: And so it works really well for us. It's an open floor layout where Mm -hmm. our uh, dining room and, and living room and kitchen, they all flow into each other. So it's the type of place where we can entertain a lot of people for a holiday dinner. So the space actually turned out to work much better than our old house did, even though our old house was 2,700 square feet. Wow. Mm -hmm. And is this
0: um, a ranch style in terms of stories? Is it one single story?
2: So the master bedroom and bath, and the one guest bedroom and bath, and then obviously the entertaining space are all on the ground level, mm-hmm. which also has the washer dryer and a two-car garage. So we pull into the two-car garage, we walk into the utility room, there's the washer dryer, and as I said, two of the bedrooms are downstairs downstairs. Upstairs is a, what they call a loft area where I am right now. Mm -hmm. So I use that as a study. It also has a spare bedroom and a bathroom. Oh, very nice. And we've discovered now that we have a very young grandchild that when uh, they come to stay here and they use this space upstairs is because they are upstairs and just because of where it's located when we close the door, we can't hear anything when we wow. go to bed. Anymore. Oh, wow. So oh, this space so nice. works very, very well. Wow. That's very nice. And,
1: and the and the house you may purchase, is that also in the 55 plus community?
2: Yes. Yep.
1: Okay. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Life works in strange and mysterious ways. It sure
1: does. Because I always say, I'm not, I'm not going to live in one of those places, but you never know
2: you never yeah. know. And for us moving to a completely new area what we quickly discovered despite our hesitant you know our our hesitation <laughs> at the beginning was first of all this this is just it's a very welcoming community. You know as soon as we moved in people came to say hello to us um you know we did move in during the height of the pandemic vaccines you know this was last <laughs> December so vaccines were not yet available but we did a lot of walking around the community. And there were a lot of people just out walking because that was sort of, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the few things you could do at that point. Mm -hmm. So even though it was December, people would be out walking and people would stop and say, oh, you know, are you new? We've never seen you before. And we would have conversations. we quickly found that it was actually a very warm and welcoming place. And we were meeting other people, you know, some of whom were considerably older than we are that this particular development was built 18 years ago. So there are, a, you know, number of people who they fondly refer to themselves as the originals. <laughs> um, but if you do the, you know, if you do the math, if they moved in 18 years ago and if they were in their sixties, what it means is that they are now well into their eighties and so there are people you know as as you said we we have a brand new grandchild it's our first one we are just starting this wonderful adventure but i meet a lot of people who have grandchildren who are in their 20s but you know the reality of this development is also that as people get to be in their 80s and 90s, this is not an independent living situation. So people do need to move, move on. So, you know, we sort of think that over the next five to 10 years, there will be a fairly Uh, Consistent turnover of a lot of these units and probably more people who are in their early 60s, maybe early 70s, will be moving in over the next couple of years. But we've met a lot of very lovely people and it's turned out to be a surprisingly comfortable situation. And, you know, I think, quite frankly, have we moved anywhere else during the pandemic meeting people would have proven much more challenging.
1: And a lot of these 55 plus communities have great amenities. Does yours have amenities? And if it does, do you take advantage of them?
2: Yes. So of course, during the, again, pre, pre-vaccines, sure. everything was shut down mm-hmm. and now things are beginning to open. In fact, later today, we will be going to get our new wristbands to indicate that we are fully vaccinated. Mm. Uh And in just a few weeks, they will be opening up both the clubhouse and the exercise room to people that are fully vaccinated. So there are tennis courts. People have been taking advantage Mm. of those. There's a swimming pool, both an outdoor and indoor, Mm. and there is a fitness center as well. So that's great. But, you know, the other thing that we find that's a, a really nice benefit too is We haven't really fully taken advantage of this yet. When we go to travel, it will be so nice to be able to just lock the door, know that we don't have to worry about mowing the the grass or Uh, shoveling the walk or doing any of that. And we can leave really worry free for, you know, if we want to go away for a month or a few weeks It's just much easier to do that than if you own your own home. And I think especially, you know, right now with climate change and so many people dealing with flooding and trees falling and Mm -hmm. all the rest of it, it's becoming a, you know, a growing issue that you have to worry about those things. And the fact that we really won't have to worry about that, quite nice. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: that's all covered in your HOA fee. Mm
2: -hmm. It is. Is that extremely expensive or? We are HOAP is 340 a month, but that includes the fitness center and the uh, grounds upkeep. They also take care of the uh, everyone's roofs and the uh, and your driveway as well. So you don't have to worry about any of that. Uh,
1: I love the roofs that they yeah. take care of. Yeah.
2: Can you give us
0: um, an average cost of the units that are in your area?
2: Yeah. So they there are, I think, four different units here. Um, and as I mentioned, the one that we are moving into, we're actually moving into one of the larger ones. Uh ours I mentioned that there's a loft area. Ours is one of the few units that actually has an addition to the loft area on the other side of the master bath, which in most cases is just storage. Ours actually has an additional room, oh, um, nice. which will be really nice. We're planning on putting a crib in there and yeah. So those you know the units are keep going up in values so I'd say they they run anywhere from mid fours up at this point to you know they're hitting 600,000 and I think they, they're going to keep going up.
1: Wow.
0: Well, it is a metropolitan, close enough to a metropolitan area. In yeah, the but northeast. Do, do
1: a lot of people in the, in your community, that they work in Philadelphia or are, they, are most, most retired?
2: I think most of the people around here are either retired or what I fondly refer to as semi-retired. Yes. So a lot of people... I'd say the majority are people who are fully retired, but certainly I've met people who happen to take a walk this morning with someone who still works one day a week for the state of New Jersey. Somebody else is a therapist who works a couple of days a week. So it's a mix.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Talk about the general cost of living. Have you seen... Much of a difference from old Greenwich?
2: Yeah. So of course, you know, Greenwich, Connecticut is, is, uh, <laughs> especially yeah, for okay. people who
1: don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. For people who don't know, it's a quite costly area. I mean, it's, it's been.
2: Yeah.
0: It's beautiful. It's a beautiful area.
2: Yeah. So, you know, Greenwich being right outside of New York city, it's, uh, Uh, As you said, it's a it's a beautiful place. It's home to many, many of the uh, rich and famous. And so, you know, let's the the fact of the matter is uh, other than going out to probably California, pretty much anywhere that we were going to move from there was going to be a little bit less money. So certainly real estate is for us is considerably less. Right, right. One of the nice things we've discovered around us is that all of, not all of the restaurants, but many of the restaurants are BYOB, and oh, wow. we are people who enjoy dining out. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that we can bring our own wine mm. or beer is oh, that's part of the build. Lovely, yeah. mm-hmm. and and that actually is a considerable savings. Pennsylvania also uh, doesn't have a tax on clothes, so that's not that we're buying that many clothes these days, mm-hmm. but that's. That's nice as well. Yeah. Uh, So certainly for us in general, the cost of living has been, has been less. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the things too is, you know, I, I think the cost of living, a lot of it has to do with where, where do you plan on spending your money? And so for us, we really enjoy being outdoors, taking long walks. And what it means is that instead of having to drive an hour to get to a state park, we have numerous parks that are 10 or 15 minutes from our house. So that's a nice benefit to us as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another really nice benefit that we discovered that we have yet to take advantage of is evidently the train into Philly uh, once you're over 65 is free. Oh, what? Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's wonderful. Wow. Which is really wonderful. So we can park. We have two different train stations within three miles of where we're living now, where we can go and we can park for a dollar. And then uh, I am not quite yet 65, mm-hmm. but my husband is. We'll be able to take the train for free. Oh,
0: well, That's
1: great because those suburban trains are expensive.
2: Yeah. 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 So that's yeah. a
1: really nice, uh,
2: yeah. really nice benefit.
0: Now, What about yeah. groceries and things like that? Um, yeah, I'd
2: say, I'd say those about are the same. Uh, about the same. That said, uh, another really nice benefit of living here we discovered over the summer is that because there are so many farms around us, there are lots of farmers markets or just independent farm stands that you can go to Mm -hmm. to pick up really delicious, fresh produce. Mm -hmm. So it's not always necessarily cheaper to do that. Mm -hmm. It certainly is in season. I mean, we, we loved it. The cantaloupes around here are like Mm -hmm. football size. And (laughs) when they all came, when they, (laughs) <laughs> when, when it was the season, you know, all these places suddenly have uh, hundreds of cantaloupes that they need to get rid of. So oh. we could buy these football sized cantaloupes for a buck 99. It was crazy. And you could eat them for, you know, three weeks. It seemed like <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> it's no excuse not to be healthy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, that's, so wonderful. that's, that's been a nice benefit. Wow. Okay. All
1: right. Let's 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 move on to health care. If there's a serious problem, do you have to go to Philadelphia or are there other hospitals nearby.
2: No, there are other hospitals nearby. And one thing I should mention to listeners is that while we are in Pennsylvania, it's 15 minutes for us to get over the border and be in New Jersey. Oh, and yeah. we are very close to Mercer County and the Princeton area. Ah, oh, okay. So that and around there, there's Capital Health, which is an excellent healthcare system. I, you know, I would assume, I mean, thankfully we have not had anything major. I would assume for anything major, we might have to go to either Philly or perhaps one of the um, you know, hospitals around Princeton. Mm-hmm. But there's several good healthcare facilities located nearby.
1: And and I assume there are plenty of doctors around. That's oh,
2: yes. <laughs> no shortage there, right? yeah, yeah no sh- no shortage there. yeah. So is the area
0: walkable or do you need a car? Is it elder friendly outside of your immediate you know community? Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. Yeah. so within our community, one of the things that we like about this particular fifty five plus community, which is not true of a lot of fifty five plus communities, is, it was built with a lot of green space and we have yeah. several ponds that have walking paths around them. Nice. So that has been very nice. That has not that that is not true of a number of the other communities that we looked at. If developers are listening into this, I would strongly recommend that they consider putting in more green space, more walking paths. That's very attractive to people. Anyway, I digress. No, no it's, so, it's, so it's
1: true. Even even our son, who's just 22 and right out of college, he moved to Rhode Island and he was telling me the other day, I was saying, well. Oh, Do you like your place? His friend got a more expensive place, apartment. And he said, I love it because there's so many trees here. My place is less expensive, has less amenities, but it has beautiful. His place is is, just off the highway and there's nothing. But even a young person, I think, appreciates that.
2: Absolutely. Outside of the community, um, I would say it is a mix in terms of sidewalks. So as an example, Yordley, Pennsylvania, which is a charming little town, is about four miles from our development, and if you go into downtown Yardley, I was actually there just this morning. You can walk around the downtown area, which is a charming little downtown area, lots of cute little restaurants and shops. Oh wow! And what in starting in Yardley is the canal path. Or actually, I shouldn't say that it starts. It it doesn't start in Yorley, but you can you can get onto the canal path in Yorley. There is a canal path that extends for sixty miles. Wow! In Bucks County, yeah. So I I, I'm not sure exactly where it begins, but you can you can walk all the way up the canal path. And Joel and I have spent uh, many a day choosing different sections of the canal to walk. So we have that, which is great. Um, Our only complaint about the canal path is that in the spring, there's a lot of geese and the geese have babies. And so the geese can get a little aggressive during the (laughs) springtime. I can't believe that. Okay. (laughs) So that can sometimes be an issue. The other thing is there are parts of the canal That can get a little muddy, so you have to be careful about walking the canal. It's best to do it on a day when it hasn't rained for a day or two, Mm. but it's lovely. And as I said, you can walk different sections of the canal. So as an example, about 20, 25 minutes from where we live, about a half an hour from where we live is the town of New Hope. Mm -hmm. which is a very charming little tourist town. New Hope is lovely, but the one problem with New Hope is that it does have very limited parking. We've discovered that if we park about two and a half miles outside of New Hope at a place that's called Washington's Encampment, it is what it sounds like. Apparently, George Washington had a historic encampment there, and it's like a little state park. You can park there We get on the canal and we can just walk up the canal straight into New Hope. Um, So that's a really fun little day trip. I know you interviewed somebody from Lambertville, New Jersey. Uh, You could walk into New Hope. You could walk across the bridge and be in Lambertville. minutes later lots of options for people who want to walk the canal and then as i mentioned before there are numerous parks around here and the parks have uh, lots of trails where you can walk some of them are paved some of them aren't and the parks also have things several of them have lakes where you can rent uh, kayaks and canoes mm-hmm. and paddle boats and that type of thing as well. Okay. So, uh, okay.
0: Yeah. But, in terms of, um, purchasing groceries and things mm-hmm. you need around the house. So do you need a car or, are there, is there public transportation for those who don't drive and so forth?
2: Yeah. So public transportation is an issue. Mm-hmm. There really is not public transportation. Mm-hmm. So I would say that is a, a real downside. Now, if you choose to live, let's say in your leave right downtown, you could walk to the train station, uh, but in terms of getting to grocery stores, that would be an issue. You know, again, a 55 plus community, most of them will build themselves as active communities. Um, and I think, you know, part of that is code for mm-hmm. you need to have a car to live here.
0: Right. Right. We've seen that. <laughs> the the phrase active. OK.
1: And then you are, do you see a lot of grandkids around?
2: Uh, we, you know, we see some, I think, again, we've been here during a very strange time yeah, since yeah. it's been during the pandemic. I suspect we will see more as time goes on. certainly when our daughter was here with our grandson, who's only a few months old, mm-hmm. and we walked him around in the stroller, he was quite the attraction. I <laughs> of course, we think he's, you know, the most adorable thing ever. But Yeah, yeah uh, of course. It, yeah. Was
0: your daughter permitted to stay over? Is there some kind of time limit for visits by family?
2: Yeah. So I think technically the bylaws are such that anybody who's under 19, I think there's about a three month limit for somebody to stay there. So it's, you know, certainly visits is fine. Yeah. Um, it, they just, it, it can't be long, long-term. But I know as an example, we have a quad type setup to our our units here. So it's really, it's like four units that share a common driveway area. And our next door neighbor who is in her early 80s, her daughter lives in Manhattan. And so when the pandemic hit, her daughter who is single came to stay with her mother and her daughter has been living here since the pandemic began and she is in her 40s and yeah, there's no problem with that.
0: No, that's great to know.
2: Where is the nearest airport? So, that's that's an interesting question. So, the nearest one is Trenton-Mercer Airport, okay, which is probably a 15-minute drive. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. Yeah, so that is incredibly close. That has limited they fly to, you know, a limited number of places, but if if one of the places you want to go happens to <laughs> fly out of Trenton Mercer. So it's a lot of places in Florida, some in North Carolina. Again, it's been a weird time, so I don't know how this will change once the pandemic eases, but you could get you know, a $35 flight to Florida out of Trenton when they were running specials. Mm -hmm. So that's the closest one. And then in terms of an international airport, you have uh, Newark, which is exactly one hour away, and Philly, which is about 45 minutes away. So two major international airports within a reasonable commute.
0: I guess if we didn't touch upon entertainment other than clearly there's tons of outdoor activity. What kinds of things may people avail themselves of? You know, are there courses? Um, are you near a college? You know, things like that.
2: Great question. A couple of things that I would mention. The first is that in I, I mentioned uh, New Hope before. And so New, New Hope has the Bucks County Playhouse which now has come back to something of a limited schedule. So all sorts of great performances there. There are uh, museums, particularly in Doylestown. Doylestown mm-hmm. is about a half an hour from here. That is just a delightful town. We really like Doylestown a lot. That, that's probably, Doylestown probably is our favorite part of Bucks County. It's just a really charming little town. And they have a cultural arts center where they have uh, the James Michener Museum. They also have the Mercer Museum. They have the Fond Hill Castle, which is a very cool place that you can go tour. And there are, I believe, a variety of different musical venues, which we have not availed as- ourselves of yet. There are s- several wineries in the area, and they sponsor little uh, concerts. When you look around, you can always find something to do. There's also nearby is a place called Peddler's Village, which is a shopping area, but they have uh, all sorts of special events during the year. So they just concluded they had a scarecrow festival for the month of October where people designed and displayed very cool looking scarecrows. They have a massive light and holiday show that will begin uh, at the end of November and people come from all around to come see that. There's a surprising amount to do. And then, as I mentioned before, we are very close to Princeton. And so, again, we haven't been able to avail ourselves of a lot of what Princeton has to offer during normal times, but we look forward to doing that. Another really incredible place nearby, again, about 20, 25 minutes away, is a place called Gardens for Sculpture, which are in Hamilton, uh, New Jersey. They were built on the old New Jersey uh, state fairgrounds. And they are, it is the most incredible, the grounds for sculpture is an incredibly beautiful garden with these wonderful sculptures. I think they have over 300 sculptures. Some of them are life-size sculptures, over life-size sculptures. They have uh, restaurants on the property. It's just a beautiful, really interesting place. So that's become one of our favorite spots. And where is that located again? That's located in Hamilton, New Jersey. Okay, and it's called the Grounds for Sculpture. Nice. And and they sponsor, wow. you know, special events too. Sure. There.
1: And in general, how long's the drive to Philadelphia?
2: I'd say it's about forty-five minutes. Uh, you could probably do it in a little less, thirty or thirty-five, depending on traffic. Oh, well, you know, I was just thinking one one of the things too that we we enjoy doing is. Last week we went apple picking, you know, oh. lots of orchards around here where you can go do fruit picking. Mm-hmm. So that's been a, a fun thing for us to do. And Located right next to us, you mentioned uh, Sesame Place, which we have not yet had an opportunity to go to, <laughs> although we look forward to doing that. Yeah. Right next to us is a place called Shady Brook Farms, oh which is God. a is <laughs> a the famous big, Shady Brook Farms. Yeah. right. So it's it's uh, a big farm and they have all sorts of events going on. They do uh, in the summer, they have weekend concerts uh, that really extend through the fall. They have a huge light show at Christmas time. They have pick your own pumpkins, pick your own sunflowers, apples, all that type of thing as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And as a matter of fact, the unit that we think we're buying here will back up to Shady Brooks apple picking. Oh, wow. So, yeah, which will be very nice.
0: We're in Brooklyn, so yeah, we don't have (laughs) access. I mean, we do, but it's not as close. Yeah.
2: Right. And the other thing is you mentioned in the intro that Joel was teaching a farmstead cheese class through Delaware Valley College. So that's been fun. They have a whole center for learning and retirement and you pay $75 for the semester. And then you could take as many or as few courses through them as you'd like. Oh, wow! Wow! And right now, all those classes are being done via Zoom. At some point, I imagine they will, my guess is they'll probably go back to some sort of hybrid version. Uh, down the road, you can take advantage of that. I've also taken advantage of the OLLI program, the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, through uh, Rutgers, yeah. which is about forty-five minutes from here. Also currently being done by Zoom, and once things open up, there is also an OLLI program at Temple University. So if we wanted to, we could maybe take a class there, take the the training for free, mm-hmm. uh, go take a class at wow. at Ali, and then um, go take advantage of all the different museums and restaurants that Philly has to offer. Yeah, yeah, so I have to say, in terms of a location, it just being in Langhorne gives you such easy access to the other towns in Bucks County, the outdoor activities, and then if you have a hankering for you know a more urban day and you want the museums in the city, uh, you can go into either Philly or getting into New York. It's about 20 minute drive to the Hamilton train station. And from there, getting into Manhattan is another hour and 20. So that's not as convenient as it was from old Greenwich, but not terrible either.
0: Yeah. And I was just going to, it dawned on me, having grown up in the Northeast area, whether was that on the, um, uh, it wasn't on the must have list, I guess, (laughs) even though you won't have to shovel any snow. Was that discussed or was that a factor?
2: Uh, Do you mean to stay in the Northeast?
0: No, no, I mean, in terms of when you were looking at the list of where to move and you had that radius, you were kind of bound by the weather conditions, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, i don't I don't love snow. Um, but I have to say at this point, Neither one of us really loves super hot weather. So the idea of going to a place like Florida or Texas Mm -hmm. was not particularly appealing (laughs) to us. Mm -hmm. Uh, We haven't, you know, our other daughter lives out in Portland, Oregon, and that's a a beautiful area. Yeah. We enjoy visiting out there, but I think it's just a little too far from our other family and friends Mm -hmm. for us. And we're hoping that her fiance is also from this area. Uh, His parents live uh, about 25 minutes from here, so we're hoping at some point Ah. perhaps that we can... Lower them back east, but we'll see.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because when they start having grandkids, it's going to Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
2: But we'll see. They yeah. they have a wonderful lifestyle out there. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Okay.
2: To okay. be continued.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. So we've covered a lot. Thank you so much. You've given us such a wide, wide array of things that we hadn't even been mm-hmm. familiar with. I mentioned Bucks County to Gene and he was like, What's in Bucks County, and <laughs> because I too have somewhat of a not tight but radius. My uh, two sisters, two of my siblings, are in Pennsylvania, closer to. Uh, well, one is close. They're both kind of close to Wilmington, actually. Our drive now, it's it's very doable, but we still don't see them as often. And now, maybe that I'm almost retired we'll get to see them a little more, but then with COVID that's been quite an issue. So I think we're kind of looking in in this area, right Gene? I guess.
1: (laughs) I do have an old friend who's uh, actually a realtor in, in Northern Bucks County. A little shout out to Robert Kipling. He's he's a, he's a real good guy. But um, so Gil said, why don't we look him up? I said, all right, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Well, we'll when see. we
0: met, he wanted to move out to the Pacific Northwest. And that <laughs> yeah. was always, you know, a strong.
1: Although that area has changed so much now, you know, yeah, now they yeah. have heat and um, yeah. all the fires. so.
2: Yeah. No. Yeah. It's kind of limited. You know, I I think one of the things we come to appreciate and I'm sure you you would agree with this is that no place is perfect. Every place has its pluses and minuses. It um you have to decide what's most important to you. Yes.
0: Okay. On that note. Thank All you right, so much.
2: Go. That thank was great. Thank you so much for your time. Okay. We'll Absolutely. It. All right. All take right. care. Bye-bye. Thanks.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you know someone who's relocated for retirement and wishes to share their story with us, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email address is gg at Our website is retired And you may follow us on Twitter at retired underscore. Now, if you've liked our show, please subscribe and rate it in Apple podcasts. In the meantime, Be well.